<laughs> the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Sharon Hornell's room here, playing with my daughter's little people toys. Or not my daughter's, my granddaughter's little people toys again. The squeaky wheel gets the grease is our idiom today. And it's been around since 1870 when Josh Billings used it in his poem, The Kicker. And the idiom, the expression actually came about about the time that automobiles became popular. People got cars. They were all excited. They, you know, hit the roads and the, the dirt roads, but they didn't really know. There wasn't much information about, about how to take care of cars, how to maintain them, what to do. So until they heard a wheel squeaking, they really didn't pay any attention to it. They just put gas in, they got in, and they drove from place to place. But once a wheel started to squeak or something, then they knew they needed to pay attention to that wheel, and it got their attention. Same is true in our businesses and in pretty much every area and aspect of our life. The thing that is the loudest, the most obnoxious, the most annoying, people that bitch and moan and complain, they get our attention. If people can't get our attention in positive ways, they'll do it in negative ways. Think of your kids. Have you ever been at home and you're working or you're doing a project and you're intently working on it? And of course, your kids are usually content to play all by themselves until they, you're doing something important. And then all of a sudden they want your undivided attention. It's kind of like, I won't get any phone calls for hours. And then all of a sudden I'll go get my nails done or be doing something where I don't want to be interrupted. Maybe I'm in a coaching call. And of course, the phone or the doorbell rings or something crazy happens that is unexpected. The squeaky wheel, and it definitely, the squeaky wheel definitely works. And that's why it works. That's why advertisers use bright colors and slogans and pattern interrupts and all kinds of crazy things to get our attention. It's why we use them, right? It's why we use them in our business. It's why we use headlines. It's why newspapers and the media uses headlines to get us to stop in our tracks and to pay attention to what it is they're telling us. Well, for decades now for sure negative information negative news negative headlines negative verbiage uh, and curiosity have been the way that we interrupt people's pattern so i don't know i feel like we've been inundated with negative information overload so how do you deal with this in your business what do you do to make sure that the culture and the business and your in your business and the behavior in your business is what you want it to be well, I learned early on in, in one of my corporate jobs, I actually worked for a, a, a corporation and we had seven different unions that operated in that organization. And if you know me at all, I tended to just do something first and then ask forgiveness later. Well, that didn't work very well in this union environment. And then add to that the fact that I was the only woman in the entire organization. <clears throat> Remember, this was years and years ago. It didn't go over very well. I found myself spending almost all of my time in negative situations like grievance meetings and things. I was getting grieved every time I touched something at this, this business, I was getting in trouble for something. And I knew I had to do something to turn that around. So what I did is I decided consciously how I was gonna spend my time and what I was gonna do. In any environment, we find that we've got people that perform at different levels, right? It's whether it's school, whether it's on projects, whether it's in organizations that we volunteer for, whether it's in our church groups or our spiritual gatherings or any other type of group or community we join. It's not just our businesses. Human nature is such that most people behave in a certain way. Most people behave pretty much around normal and average with respect to work and life and everything. A group, a percentage that is absolute positive, high achievers and high performers. And then there's a group that is not 
they do the minimum to get by. They're negative. They bitch. They whine. They make, complain. They moan. They think everything's awful, <clears throat> etc. And in that environment, I found I was spending like 80 or 90 percent of my time on the negative things, the negative situations, the people that were performing the worst. And I wasn't spending any time with the people that were my stars and the best performers. And I, I decided consciously that I was going to switch that around. And I started literally delegating my time where 50% of my time was spent on the average everyday normal ex people doing what was expected of them performers. 40% of my day was spent with my and on my superstars, encouraging them to do more, helping them facilitating what it was they needed to to create even more value for the business. And only 10% of my time was spent on the, the people that were performing in a way that was less than expected and less than appropriate for the situation or being negative, whining and complaining or being late or having performance issues. Drinking on the job was a big one there, which was horrible. <clears throat> but that's how I delegate my time. And before I knew it, I actually loved working there because I was spending time with people that wanted to contribute. I was spending time with people that were doing their job and doing a good job. And I wasn't spending much time and energy, mostly it was the energy, on people that were underperforming or negative. Now, did they start to behave better because they knew that was the only way they were going to get attention? Yes, it was almost like magic. So that was just a little trick that I learned early on in my corporate career that helped me throughout every business and every aspect of my life that I've I've been involved in. I did the same thing with my kids. Hey, you get rewarded for doing what's expected. You do your homework, that's expected. You do extra credit, then you get help and more attention and more whatever rewards because you're doing more than just the minimum to get by. And they were misbehaving or not behaving. Guess what? They didn't get my attention. They usually got some form of, of uh, Task that was appropriate for the you know punishment to fit the crime, you know, so I always believed in that both in my work life and at home, you know, the punishment or the that results and the consequences fit whatever it is that you've done. And so uh, sometimes it meant more chores. Sometimes it meant, you know, staying home on a on a weekend night, whatever it, it was back then. I don't remember. It's, kids are grown up now. And so it's hard to remember what I what I tortured them with when they were children. <laughs> All right, so I would love to know your experience with this particular idiom or expression, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Have you noticed in your life or in your business that you're spending a ton of time on problems? Well, okay, in 2020, we all spent a lot of time changing and adjusting and um, pivoting to what worked for our businesses because the squeaky wheel was outside of our organization, right? The squeaky wheel has been COVID-19 and all the other craziness that went on in 2020 and is continuing in 2021. So that's it. Share in the comments below your experience with the squeaky wheel gets the grease and how you deal with it, how you combat that tendency for things to go to the negative and people to do negative things to get attention if they're not getting attention through positive means. And I, I do think there's a little bit of human nature to that. We all want to be seen. We all want to be heard. We all want attention. So make sure that your reward programs and what you do in your organization to see and acknowledge and reward people is matching and in alignment with what you want to create for your organization as well. All right. Have an awesome day. I'll be with you tomorrow.